Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Post Analog Podcast for Generation X. Hey, for this episode, we are going to be talking about the variations of toxic positivity. Initially, it was really about social media, where you're posing, and even though you're being depressed in your inner circle or intro to your feelings, but for some reason, social media forces you to want to project something that you're not going through and just posting all the highlights of very minuscule moments of the day, whether if it's you saying you're driving in the freeway and it's a beautiful coast, but you really just want to get home because you had a shit day at work and you don't really feel that, or whether if it's you going to the gym and posting and flexing your muscles, which some of you, by the way, do not have great bodies. It's all about creating angles and giving the impression of close to perfection, right? The people I primarily blame are like the Kardashians because they're the ones who at a very young age, pre fifties, pre sixties are, you know, doing a a bunch of cosmetic surgery and they're the ones who are king and queen of posting on social media and giving the fear of missing out and fear of, hey, you're not me. You know, it's the comparison to a generation. And and it goes and it's spread all across from young people to old people. So anyways, Erica and I also get into our first exchange and debate, which is great because we talk about a specific scenario where she thought I was being toxic and I gave and I gave a contextual timeline of why I gave that person that specific advice. But anyways, this is a really good listen. Thank you so much. We're also on iTunes and Spotify, so please subscribe. And uh, I really appreciate you spreading the word and listening. Thank you so much. So all right, the new mixing mixing board's working. <laughs> the new Mickey Mickey board. <laughs> hey. I was just talking about being half brown and half yellow Asian. Well, that's my yellow Asian cooking up. Mm-hmm. The Mickey board <laughs> with the fly lice. <laughs> Fuck me, Jesus Christ! I didn't say it. <laughs> that's all right. I crucify myself quite a bit, as you intonated like two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I do. Wow, yeah. I'm a, I'm just. Uh, I have to tell you a story one time when I first came to uh, Southern California mm. and I told him my first boyfriend was Japanese. Yeah. And um, I went into a salon. And number two. Uh, no. In the this wedding? Was number marriage? one. Oh, yeah. Marriage. He number was number two. two. Yes. Yeah. Oh, See God, how awesome I listen? Wow. Number two in the wedding list. God, <laughs> number two. Perfect. <laughs> See? So I went to um, a hair salon in Seal Beach. And I'll never forget it because I was sitting in the chair and the lady was working on my hair and this Asian guy comes walking in, literally. And she said, uh, oh, I'm sorry, you know, we're booked. And so he walks out and he goes, I hate those flat ass, slant eyes Asians. And I sat there and I went, uh, excuse me. And I, I had to get up and leave. I said, excuse me, but my boyfriend's Japanese. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean anything bad about it. And it was is this just, your you know, ass is flat and your eyes is And lame. I'm like, I couldn't believe she said that. I was, I was shocked. And you just don't know who you're talking to. Right. 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 I, I went to Pasadena to fix one of my mom's lamps. And turns out she has two lamps in her bedroom mm-hmm. that are close to like $600 each in value because they're like close to antique. Mm. Maybe Huel Hauser fucking mm. sold it to her at some <laughs> point when he was still alive. A- anyways, um, I walked out there. There was a lady. She was probably young. I want to say like maybe in her early 50s because i'm 46 and i was holding on to the lamp probably haven't even stood there more than five seconds and she's all you can put the lamp over there you don't have to hold on to it so i was like okay i normally you know at lamps places i'm sure they wouldn't be offended but i didn't mind holding on to it because i just don't want to put shit down Mm -hmm. and then my mom had her she needs to tie uh, the face masks because she has a small face. Mm-hmm. She's like five foot two. Mm-hmm. So you, I normally have to put a loop on both ends. And one of the ladies, which I didn't, 
I wasn't mad at her. She's like, excuse me, ma'am, you're going to need to pull up your mask more, which is fine. Because it's true. Because if it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only is it like out yeah. and exposing, yeah. but it was also falling. Yeah. So her nose... And it was fine. So I just said, oh, it's okay, ma'am. You don't... I, I totally agree. We're, we're obsessed with being careful, too. Mm-hmm. So, because she kept on going like, you know, it's not a store policy. And I mean, I'm sure you're nice people. And I'm just like, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And the Caucasian lady looked at the Caucasian salesperson and was like, I really can't handle this world anymore, and you know why. <laughs> and, and I was ready to, to like oh, no. bring it, yeah. but I was so concerned with my mom's antique lamp mm-hmm. not working, and I had a separate salesperson for me. It, there just wasn't any time. But in our age group, I feel like it's easy for us to dismiss that and move on. Yeah. Where someone younger will be like, wait, you're being racist, lady. Yeah. And regardless if she was or wasn't, there's no way I could prove it. She was just being a Karen. Mm. Yeah. Diet Karen at that moment. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know, I could have gone AWOL. Yeah. But it was just one of those things where it's like, no, I have bigger issues. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not trying to be toxically positive. Oh, Look at that segue. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because Erica and I are from the radio era, right? So <laughs> I have to seg it some way. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a VO in the beginning so that way. Because mm-hmm. the way programming goes, in the very beginning, just mm-hmm. tell them what they're going to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, right. But I'll do that. Okay. But, but yeah, that was noble of you to uh, defend your number two. No, it's just, it's just defending a person, a human sure. being. How do you go out and say that? You would think, you know, you have a person sitting in your chair. You just don't know who they're dating. It, it's it's stupid. It's 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 short-sighted, and it's just, you know, racist. It's what it is. Right. And, and Asians can be racist to oh, each other, too. I know they can. Yeah, because I'm both yellow and brown Asian. Yeah, I, I know they can. So, like, the Filipino side is looked down upon by by the Chinese and Filipinos can easily look down on other races Mm -hmm. even were the easily uh, impregnable interracial Asians (laughs) of the Asian group (laughs) Filipino women they'll they'll take the semen to the US yeah I know (laughs) if they'll bring it to the US they'll take it that's why there's so many military bases Mm -hmm. yeah that's right so they can pump out mixed blood children yeah we get a lot of the uh, nursing field from them, from they go out there and they actually uh, send people out there to recruit them, and we have people here, but they they work cheaper. a ton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I sent you this topic on toxic max ma- masculinity, <laughs> toxic positivity. What was your first initial reaction when you hear of the term toxic well, I positivity? Knew, I knew what it meant because I've heard it before. And I've read about it before. So once he sent it, I, I had this huge smile on my face. Said, "This is perfect because it just happened today again to me." Mm, so yeah, please enlighten the lo- audience. If you can, you share that. Oh yeah, oh, okay, yeah, please yeah. do. Okay, so I was talking to my boyfriend, and uh, usually on my breaks, and then poor guy, I told him not to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he said once I said no you don't want to listen. there'll be six numbers you don't you won't appreciate <laughs> he won't he won't appreciate this but uh, what happened was in the discussion we were talking about work and he had a uh, a bum thing happen to him during a survey they re- they ranked him the lowest and he has the hardest cases at work right and so he goes this is bullshit you know because I got all the hard cases and we're not even supposed to be doing this I can't believe I got ranked the lowest that means I'm not going to get a raise yada 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 because I'm tired of the bullshit right what, what is it that, that he does so or he you, works, can you disclose and, it? yeah he works in payroll at uc irvine and um they had changed over to a new type of uh software program it's, it's called i think it's called path something like that and they were supposed to move move it all to irvine not to irvine to riverside and he's at irvine but what happens is whenever there are difficulties in payroll and you always have them <laughs> you have 30 something thousand people at, on payroll they will contact them and they they're not supposed to be handling these certain issues and they're supposed to be addressed by the Riverside count uh, the Riverside call it not county uh, the Riverside department and so what happened is they didn't tell the team that they were going to do surveys on them 
And so they got the results back and he was eighth. He was ranked eighth, the lowest. <laughs> He's a really good guy. He's get, he gets a lot of compliments. So he was just telling me, this is bullshit. He goes, because I get the hardest cases and no one else does it. No one helps me on these. And then they throw it at me and I have to put him back to send him back to the department where they need to ask the question because we can't answer that question for them since we don't have we don't have that we don't have that information okay so that's you know when people have to go from one department and the department sends them to them and then they get sent back they get pissed right they say i don't want to deal with this 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 terrible customer service so okay so that was a winded story. So what happened was he said, you know, you should be, he goes, you should be grateful for your job because I know you talk about it and you feel, you feel like it's really, you know, shitty because some of the people and he goes, but you know, some people have it harder. Think of it that way. And I hate when people say that sure. because it minimizes what you're trying to say. I wasn't asking him to solve the problem of my job. You express your, uh, your your issues with your partner supposedly right yeah, at least that's what i do you share what's going on with your job and you say you know what this person yada yada is doing this and i can't stand this and it drives me crazy i don't like this right so he comes back and said that to me and he goes just just think about that next time he goes you get paid a lot of money to do nothing and you know you should be grateful for that and i uh, i was so pissed you know i didn't say anything about it. i said yeah yeah i know i know we've had this discussion before that's what that was about the positivity as far as be grateful for your job and i, I don't like that approach no at all because it, it's not listening you're not listening to, all i'm asking and i should have prefaced it maybe by saying hey i'm just going to tell you some information i'm just going to dump on you today you don't have to say anything i'm just dumping on you basically but it didn't matter because he comes back and says stuff like that to me thinking that it's helping me but it doesn't help me it just makes me feel dismissed and I don't, I don't care for that. My feelings, like my feelings about my situation don't matter. And it's important for me. And I told him this. So I actually, t- I emailed him when I got back <laughs> in the office. I said, it's important to me that I can trust you enough to share, you, uh, share anything with you. And if you discount my feelings by saying that, I know you think it's a positive thing, but it's discounting my feelings. And I'm just trying to share something with you. I'm not asking you to solve the problem. I will solve this problem myself. But it just makes me feel that way. He didn't respond, so I don't know if you even read it yet. <laughs> right. That's that, it. That, that, that's great that you shared that because my first thought of what pos, po, toxic positivity is, though I have another example that's reminiscent to you, is social media. Because I know so many people that are on social media who are artists that I'll talk to them, I'll be a good friend, and be like, oh, dude, don't feel down. And right after we hang up, or before we talk, you're posting something so positive. And I'm like, dude, you're just full of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, good vibes only today. I'm tired of that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about myself. Mm-hmm. Or they'll happy like, they'll, they're like a party animal. And then, for their birthday, they spent it with their niece or nephew. Like, best birthday ever. I'm like, no, dude, best, best day for you, because he's gay, mm-hmm. is having a black or a brown guy it, having a dick in your mouth mm-hmm. and probably doing a bump of coke. Mm-hmm. Don't fake it out because you're trying to control what you can't control, which is a, a lonely day of your birthday. And thank God you have a friend who has kids who see you as this uncle. Yeah. You know, it's it's stuff like that. And I've spoken to people before who are highly insecure about their bodies, mm-hmm. but they'll flex at the gym yeah, and show gym pictures. Mm-hmm. So that to me is my interpretation or what I immediately cling to hmm. of toxic positivity. It's really you're being full of it on the internet and you're just trying to show your highlight mm. and not your real emotion for that day or that moment. And so from that, I, I'm taking that you're saying that you are pressured to a point to look a certain way on social media. Sure. Yeah. Not, not only pressured. For the younger people, I think it's automatic. Mm-hmm. Like for our generation, mm-hmm. I feel like we were encompassed to lie and present yourself the best way possible. It, classic example. Um, I have a good job, I have a child, and I'm married, and we have a home. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be a rogue photographer, 
you change your career and then now you live in a studio and you downgraded to a vehicle, it's frowned upon where you don't see the courage. To me, I see the courage of them changing their life and going for it. And if they decide to go back to, let's say, being a lawyer, I'm not going to judge them because mm-hmm. they tried something. Yeah. So with, with our generation, it's like you have to be on the right path or you're already at this step. Mm-hmm. White picket fence. Why aren't you in the picket fence stage yet? So, but going back to toxic positivity, mm-hmm. that, sound, that, that sounds like, and it's, it's really true, you see it on social media, you see it on Facebook, where everyone's so happy. Right. Look at my food. My food even makes me happy. Right. Right? Uh, the toxic positivity, what, uh, from what I took from that clip that you're going to be playing, right, um, was you were down, for example, last year, right? Sure. I'm really depressed. Which we discussed. Right? And so in that... Did you have friends? Not I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about friends come up and say to you, "Hey, man, don't worry about it. Everything, you know, everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be better. Think of it this way. Think of it that way." They always give you something to think of it on the positive side. The positive side is your mom is still here and she's still with you, right? Or the positive side is at least you have the means to help her and you're here to support her where some people are on a nine to five job, they can't get out and they can't do all of this stuff. Those, that's what I'm thinking about positive. Uh, I can give you an example of a friend, but mainly the positive toxicity came from my aunts, my mom's sisters. Okay. It was just like, why did you not watch over her lab results? I'm like... I told my mom, let's move to the U.S. so I can watch you. She decided to stay in the Philippines. We weren't aware of any cognitive issues. Mm -hmm. We weren't aware of uh, the decline of her kidneys. She just wanted people move to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. People from the Philippines immigrate to the U.S. to work hard, save money so they can retire in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. That is the most common thing. Like my dad and mom... You know, because the cost of living is so low and because they're almost silent generation aged people, mm-hmm. they, they belong to, oh, this is my motherland. I'm so happy here. Mm-hmm. I get it because it's a warm country. Your body feels better because she has injuries. And I, it wouldn't penetrate. And if I had a bad day, I couldn't go to them and go like, yeah, it's just tough when my mom's Dementia was really like she was shitting all over the floor, oh, screaming and yelling at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, we still had a dog, and instead of pulling out like a doggy bowl, she would just drop the food on the kitchen floor. Oh, jeez. It was that bad. Wow, wow. And then I have an aunt who lives in Beverly Hills, married a rich Jew, and it's like, well, that's life. <laughs> what a dumbass. Well, again, like I said, it, it comes down to... Um, when people think that they're helping you by making a comment like that, you know, they have those commercials on mental health, right? You've seen them where they say, sure. hey, I want, you want to talk to a friend and they, they say, hey, no, no, you got to look at the bright side. You got to do this. You got to do that. They're not listening. And this thing is trying to hone in on, listen, it's not about giving them the uh, what you read online or what you read in a book about, you know what, if you just pray about it, the Lord will help you or whatever they, because there are people who say that too. Sure. And you just said, the universe will provide. I hate those, those sayings. I hate them because they don't address and they don't allow you to express how you feel. Again, and what you want to do is just share that feeling sometimes and have somebody sit there and be a soundboard. Be a soundboard. Listen to you, right? And not say, say, yeah, man, that's, you know, you want to hear somebody say, you know what, Charles, as far as I'm concerned, I think you are one of the most magnificent people I've ever met because that takes a lot of strength and courage. I don't know how you did it. You know, I really don't know how you did it. Right. And you don't have to be the hero or no. come down on no. me. No. You know, but before I said to that, I'll just finish my statement. What, what I was saying for our generation was like, you're supposed to be at a particular place. But for younger uh, Gen Z and millennials, they're almost digital natives. So they're automatically like, hey, it's a numbers game. First of all, how many followers you have mm-hmm. and the number of followers, people you follow, mm-hmm. right? And secondly, because it's not even like text via Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's 
imaging. It's the image of you. Mm -hmm. So like with Instagram, it's like, there's several ways you can brandish yourself, even though you're the most unhappy person. Mm. Went to the gym. Feel good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And and I don't feel terrible because the intelligently raised, not intelligently raised, the properly raised will hopefully be that influence to their peers that like, hey man, dude, you don't, you don't have to post everything, dude. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I know you're feeling like shit and you're trying to overcompensate and tell them like, beautiful day, hiking. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to do that. So I'm just saying like generationally, the younger people are now faced with like, here you go. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an impressionist state. Mm -hmm. You have to set the right impression. But uh, thanks for bringing that up. So this video is done by Dr. Tracy Marks. Erica and I were doing a bit of research, but because she's an actual doctor and she has tons of video on psychosis, psychotherapy, psychology, I found this is the best one. For me, I've seen, I have one person I know that did a TED Talk, didn't make it to TED Talk X mm -hmm. on YouTube, but this bitch was like privileged mm -hmm. and just says the most positive things. That's where I feel like with TED Talks, mm -hmm. they need to really do their research as far as for who's saying what. Mm -hmm. Because the, the people who like influencers, right? Because they always say the positive thing. Yeah. But you don't know if they're a dickhead like Ellen yeah. who mistreats her staff. Yeah, yeah. But all her interviews that's presented on TV mm -hmm. is about putting someone up, raising someone up. That's just a publicist doing it, you know, you know. You sure. Know it, right? Yeah. Sure. You're right. You're right. So that, that's a clear-cut example where I thought someone like Oprah had a little bit more substance. Mm -hmm. Because at least these people that she's interviewing have been through pain and she's been through pain. Mm -hmm. So, but here's um, Dr. Tracy Marks talking about... Toxic positivity, the reality of suppressing emotions. An emotionally healthy state is one in which you can experience and express a full range of emotions from happy to sad to mad to fearful. If you get stuck on one and eliminate others, you're not whole. Happy and That's what you were saying. Yes, that's exactly what I was saying. What I would just what I said at the very beginning of with my boyfriend. I'm not asking for anything else. You're diminishing my comment or what I'm saying to you by saying, "Hey, think of it this way." You know, you should be grateful. No, and and, and it's also uh, I'll be synonymous. It's marginalizing. Yes, it a yes. feeling. Yes. So, but yeah, that's great. Positive thoughts feel good, but it's not the only emotion you have. We naturally want to eliminate negative emotions. And because of this, many people can grow up having trouble owning negative emotions and can feel guilty about having them. This guilt and shame over being negative can lead to toxic positivity. There you go. You also, also touched on that too. I, I think... A little bit on, on a side note, that's what I was inferring to as far as for Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, where you're trying to show the most positive view, where you, you, you quote, use a quote, mm -hmm. but it's really just you because you're feeling yourself because you look good in, yeah. in a suit and tie or dress or whatever. Yeah. You know, so, um, and then she expounds a little bit more. Um, on the emotions. You can define toxic positivity as rejecting or dismissing negative emotions and replacing them with false reassurances. You excessively focus on the good side of things and fail to appreciate the true feeling that the person is experiencing. Here's how toxic positivity can affect the way you think or the way you interact with others. First, here's how it can affect you. You can avoid talking about or even thinking about uncomfortable feelings. You feel guilty when you experience negative emotions like anger. When This is where I need more of your input. I don't know what your impression was, but you've dated someone Asian. Mm -hmm. It was first accepted in the Asian culture to keep your emotions to yourself, be demure. Don't be scandalous like, oh, fuck, I failed my test. I'm going to commit suicide. I'll just die. <laughs> right? Uh -huh. 
But also, it's seen in the Asian culture as overreacting and not being of cultural discipline. When, when my mom and dad, we would visit and or live in New York, they put us in, I was, I was in elementary school for, for the summer with like Puerto Ricans and blacks and Dominicans. And it's like, it was such a culture shock because everyone was so expressive. Mm. When it was break time, even though the teachers there were Asian, I went to Benedictine Abbey in, in the Philippines. It was break time. You weren't supposed to talk really loud. Mm-hmm. But it was break time. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to watch Magic Johnson and then, you know, the, the, the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, so what was your impression of, of that stoicness of Asians being almost emotionless before you started dating someone Asian? I didn't get that. I, I wasn't. See, so for me, again, my background, my upbringing Father was in the Air Force, Air Force brats. We traveled from different base to base. So I was exposed to a lot of different people. So I never, Ah. ever had this sense of, oh, you're Asian, you're African-American, you're Jewish, you're this, you're that. I, I didn't have that. You just, I didn't have that. I'm grateful for that, actually, because I had that, that exposure. So it was always interesting to me how people would label a person so quickly based on the way they look so it just never never made sense to me so but was it attached to the aesthetic oh yellow southeast asians or asians like that well you know that's that's just them they say they make stereotypes of people right and with asians it's uh, like i said then that when i walked into that salon and they called him they called that guy slant eyes and flat ass and then all you know people make comments asian comments about their penis size and stuff like that and you're just like no <laughs> i don't know where you get this information from why would you go down? i didn't have that experience of looking at people that way and it's been as long Good as I for you. remember, even as a kid. As a kid, I always, uh, there was a, a five, I was in, in kindergarten, I'll never forget this, there was a fat guy. His name was Tommy, he was one of my best friends. People used to call him Fatso, he was my friend. I befriended him because I didn't understand, at that age, why, would, why are you talking about him this way? I, didn't, I couldn't connect the dots, I didn't understand that at that age. So it's always, I guess it's always been there in my life, to where I saw things differently. It's so funny you bring that up. This is where I know I'm a warped human being. <laughs> There's this girl, Christina, who I went to school with at Benedictine Abbey. And I don't know how we got into a teasing contest, but it was the funniest shit. And, and I, I took it and I laughed at the joke. She's all, you're so fat, you should eat pigro mix. You, sh- you should probably, your mom should make you pigro mix for lunch. Can you explain what that is? Pigro mix <laughs> is, is basically the food that they feed pigs oh, in Manila. Oh, okay. All but right. I thought it was so funny. I, yeah. I couldn't. Normally, I would be Hulk smash angry, but I was just so funny. I was just like, oh, that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. That's a good one. But normally with Asians, also the temperament, they would fume mm-hmm. and then keep it inside. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just wanted your perspective because you're a mixed race but that doesn't mean anything because your experience is completely different from and from other mixed race people you know so things happen you only acknowledge the positive aspects of the situation and you admire people who are always positive and you aspire to be like them here's let me know if you want me to pause to others no worries look on the bright side it could be much worse you can tell someone that who has suffered a tragedy everything happens for a reason that's the worst. I hate that one. I hate that one. You're right. That is the worst. I hate when they say that. It's like, oh, yeah, the reason is the train yeah. couldn't stop yeah. because my cousin committed suicide. Now, that's not factual. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. Or, well, the Pepsi went into my friend's mouth a thousand times, got diabetes, got his leg amp. That, yeah. this, this didn't happen, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just bullshitting but still that that's the worst Mm -hmm. and and i think erica that's another version of what you're saying where it's like oh you're marginalizing what's happening Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, everything happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Lorenzo Lamas and Falcon Crest mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot about that. Jesus Christ, what a what a reference. It's like gopher and, and the love boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might that's, I might as well have said that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was just me flexing our age. <laughs> Alan Alda. Yeah. And uh, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know. But but yeah, I think that's the worst thing instead of like it it's so dismissive, man. I I never thought about that as toxic positivity. Well, like I said, the only reason why I know that term is because I've read about it. And when I read about it, I went, yeah, that, that, that is toxic. Because, again, it, get, it puts you in this, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, right, yeah, you're right, I should be positive. Oh, my God. And that's the age that we live in. Like you're talking about, a lot of kids are going through that. They, they are going online. They're told, hey, to feel a certain way. And we forgot that we're human beings, that we have this huge range of emotions that we need to embrace, not to go out crazy and shoot people when you're mad or angry or beat up people or anything like that. It comes to a point where being authentic or being true to yourself, what the heck is that? You know, Charles, what, what is going on within you if you really want to care about people? And this is the thing about social media, because you can put up the, the facade, right? And Easily. Get, and then you go home. And you're in your shithole apartment or whatever, right? Struggling, trying to figure out how you're going to make rent. And then you put up a picture of something that you supposedly ate and maybe you got it actually off uh, online and you just photoshopped it and put it on saying right. that I bought, right? That's so funny you brought that up because I have a friend who's still a struggling actor at 42. And... When you see him post something on Instagram or Facebook, good looking dude. My new headshots. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, but it masks yeah. him struggling, not getting gigs. Mm-hmm. And I told him, like, dude, maybe you should just get into commercial acting instead. At least those people survive. Mm-hmm. They make anywhere from 50 to 100 grand. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you know where you're at, You'll survive off 50K. There, you did, You just did it. You just did it. Posi- did what? The positive, the positive criticism. Right there, you just did it. You could survive off of 50 grand. You just did it. Till, you're cl- till you climb up, though. No, but what I'm saying is just, it's, it's still, we don't even see how we do it in our lives. I mean, we're, we're supporting our friend, right? They're doing this, I want to go into acting, I want to do this, this, and, and some people are so true to their art, they say, hell no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I love jazz. Joseph says to me, why do you sing jazz? People don't like jazz. Well, I do. <laughs> I love jazz. It's what I like. And then, and then when I hear that, I'm like, well, maybe he's right. I shouldn't do jazz. I'm going to move away from it or maybe not even do it altogether. I'm not blaming him. This is how I start thinking. So, what I'm just challenging you. Sure, sure. To, to, that sometimes it's so subtle that we still slide it in there. Well, I'm at a stage with my friend where now it's tough love. Where I used to give him like Uber support. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the pandemic, he made 33 grand for 2018. Mm-hmm. For 2019, he made like close to 38 grand. Mm-hmm. And our conversation went like this. He's like, yeah, but 50 grand isn't enough. I'm like, dude, how the fuck is 50 grand ain't enough? Mm -hmm. And you'll be in the acting field. And then you can at least survive while you pursue film, film acting. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, well, 50 grand is not enough. And I'm like, motherfucker, you just made 38 grand last year Mm -hmm. and 33 grand the year before. So Mm -hmm. that's just more context. Mm -hmm. Because... I have a relative, uh, he has like, you know, psychological issues and he's been at junior college for so long. First he majored in it, he wanted to be an engineer, he wanted to get into multimedia, then he wanted to get into programming, wanted to become a priest. I'm I'm literally laying out the last four or five years Mm -hmm. of him going to school. And those were my positive years. Like, yeah, man, just do it. Send them uh, NPR how I built this episodes. To for him to know, like, hey, man, other people are going through other fires. Mm-hmm. It's important that you know that other people are going through other fires. But with my actor friend, without discouraging him, I was just like, 
Dude, how can you dismiss 50K when you just made 38K mm-hmm. last year? So, and that's a, and that's a complex mm-hmm. situation because mm-hmm. I did not want to say, hey, give up. Because for me, I'm pursuing something in broadcasting and podcasting. While I have two severely uh, challenged people on, on the medical end. So I wouldn't want someone to tell me, no, dude, just be in sales. Because I had a cousin already tell me like, well, dude, you're always a great mouther, so just be in sales. So you don't think that's being toxic positive? What you just said about the 50,000? No, not at all. Okay, I'm going to challenge you on that. (laughs) And because it's based on what she's talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, again, it's there are some overt ways of saying, like I said, hey, you know, you're going to be fine. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But we have to understand maybe I think sometimes the question we have to ask ourselves is um, maybe I should ask him some questions to have him delve deeper inside of him if this makes sense to him. Sure. Because I think sometimes when we, again, the same thing, Joseph says the same thing to me. Man, if I had your voice, I'd be out there singing anywhere, anything. You know, I just wouldn't, I'd just sing. No, you don't understand. Because what happens with artists, and this is with a lot of creatives, you know this. When somebody says, oh, well, you know, just just do it because you like it, because you love it. Yeah, but there's still something else that I want to do with it. It's not just because it's fun, okay? I want to do it not because I want to be famous. I want to do it because I want to be able to connect with people. That's why I do it. That's it. Now, the $50,000 thing, you can say, yeah, you made only 38000 last year, but this is 50000 At least you can keep doing the same thing. Sometimes people aren't ready to hear that, so that we have to find a way of how to talk to them to understand themselves saying, hey, well, let me think about this. So when you make a comment like $50,000, you say, well, you know, um, what, what's reasonable to you as far as making? And how do you think you'll get there? Or, you know, what's the plan? For me, it's because we've been friends since he was 28 and he's 42 now. This is what friends do to each and, other, though. And it's been the same cyclical thing. Okay. I did not want him to be discouraged because this dude can book fucking commercial acting easily. And he's making 38 grand and living with his parents. And you're, if you were happy being at your parents' home, mm-hmm. then I shut the fuck up. But if you're complaining about like, dude, I'm, I have to like bang girls. He's a good looking dude. I have to bang him at their place. And then, you know, I, I can't tell them. To like the third date or the third time we have sex. And when mm-hmm. I tell them that, it's like they leave. And, and I tell them, well, fuck them. Because if they don't see that you're striving. But that's a separate conversation. Mm-hmm. For 14 years, if you're still striving to be an actor, go for it. But if there's other opportunities to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you came to me and said, I feel terrible because I'm no longer singing jazz. Well, maybe you'll be in the sea of jazz. Like mm-hmm. I told you off mic, like mm-hmm. maybe you'll interview jazz artists. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad. I think I'm a very supportive person. But I felt like he was dismissing my point where it's like, dude, you live at home. You're complaining about not having your independence. You've booked one. A- you've booked one mm-hmm. commercial back in 2011 and he made 50 grand. Mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. I won't name the car. I should, yeah, God, yeah. I really want to name the commercial. <laughs> Was it that little Geico no, lizard? It's, it, I'm no, kidding. The it, little it, lizard. It, close though. Because <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a, national? It, it involved a national mm. vehicle. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Not insurance. Okay. But a vehicle. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the good-looking dudes with a good-looking mixed girl mm-hmm. buying a car, opening a car door. <laughs> That's the most I'll give. Mm-hmm. My friend is Chinese, is half Chinese. Dad is half black, half white. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I was just like, dude, but if you're using that as an excuse... And you're 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 from the Gen X generation where dude here's the latchkey. You know about this, man. Bust ass. You've done it before. And he's getting zero auditions 
and complaining about borrowing money. Mm-hmm. I give I gave this dude money. Mm-hmm. I said, "Here's two grand. Mm-hmm. Don't pay me back. Mm-hmm. Don't pay me back. Don't pay me back. You don't owe me anything." And, and I felt like, you know, he was talking about maybe I should buy equipment. And then he goes, like camera equipment, you know, stuff, start filming. And, and I'm not knocking him because I gave him the money. And he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I just use it for rent. Fine. Fine. So for me, I, I guess we'll hit an impasse because you're thinking it's toxic positivity. Well, my question to you has to go back to what she's talking about. Then what is it to you? If What are you hearing that she's saying that might be different than what you were trying to say to your friend? Because the context of me being positive, positive, not positive, toxic for 12 years and giving him examples and outshoots without expecting the money back and then him complaining and not doing anything about the situation, it's time for tough love. You see, and that, I, this is where I, I'm, I, I can say I don't agree with you on that because I understand tough love. And then maybe let me ask you this question. What is tough love to you? Is it just telling them what you think and what you feel about their situation? After... after babying them properly after being a soundboard and then calling them out by not wanting to audition and working an office temp bunch of temp jobs Mm -hmm. making 33k and 38k telling him dude you are capable of being a commercial actor now while you can still book an audition for tv roles I told him there's so many different production companies now. Look at Netflix. Mm-hmm. There's Apple TV. There's Amazon. There, it's not like back backstage pass or what mm-hmm. was that? That backstage, yeah, or back page or something yeah. like that, yeah. where you can find auditions mm-hmm. on a, through a newspaper. Mm-hmm. It's not that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like if you told me I want to get back into radio and you're not buying equipment, mm-hmm. you're not doing a podcast, mm-hmm. then I'm thinking you're full of shit. Yeah, which they can be. So and that's a good. Point. So so thing is, what it's like it's like it's like learning, right? Sometimes because the professor said something, well, binarily this doesn't match according to that. So what I'm trying to express to you and the listening audience, well, this has more context because if if you abide by something binary, but there's condition, then. Is it toxic? And I'm not trying to win, by the way. I prefer conflict so that way the audience can go, oh, I'm Team Erica. Yeah, yeah. I'm Team Charles. Yeah. But it can't be the get-along gang. You and I can't always agree in a podcast because then we're being maybe erroneously positive. Yes. Right? Yes. Not necessarily toxic. Mm-hmm. It's erroneously just agreeing. It's like those radio shows where... I was on this small platform before called Track Life. And there was like a group of girls. They could not say anything bad for the life of them. They always had to agree. Mm-hmm. When I knew deep inside, not only from training, but from listening before even getting to radio, it's like, I like a guy with a hard opinion. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that opinion, but it was beautiful the way he laid out his, his uh, examples. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like... Rush Limbaugh. I'm 80% against Rush Limbaugh Mm -hmm. to date myself. Mm -hmm. But there's 20% there that I like. Mm -hmm. I don't like... I'm a 50%er when it comes to Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I listen more to his comedy stuff, but his politics and like... Not that he's anti-vax or anything. I disagree with a lot of his stuff, but I can delineate that. Mm -hmm. So... But it's not the same thing we're talking about right now. That's different. What I'm talking I think you're being binary, according to the video. And I think that it's not being binary. I think what it I is. I think you're is being I, literal. No, I think what happens is we want to package it neatly and say, well, I'm your friend, and because I'm your friend, or your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, I'm going to, or your you know, parent, I'm going to give you tough love. And I think we mask it, is what I'm saying. There are ways to mask it so we don't feel like. Um, we are actually imposing what we think that they should be doing. Because I kind of... But I am imposing what, what I think they should be doing, did right? Did he ask you? Well, no. Okay. Because they, they won't 
he's completely disengaged with reality. Well, he's complaining about living with his mom, but not doing anything about no, it. No, and I see your point on that. I understand that, but I think what happens as we go into friendships like that, we've known him for years. I have a friend who is <laughs> she's a she's a character. Um, Don't be like me and expose her. Oh, I won't. Well, yeah, but she's a she's a nurse, and she talks about, and she comes from a, her her family, her all her family members. Her father's a retired judge. Her brothers are lawyers. It just tells you they have they have apartment buildings all over L.A. It tells you they have some money in the background. They're doing right? well, very well. And so she'll she even though she says, "Oh, I'm not complaining," and yada yada yada. I don't I don't challenge her, or I won't bring it to her point. Basically saying, you know what, um, people like me who struggle, you know, and you, you're sitting there on your high horse basically saying that you're not complaining but you are on a high horse and you're, you're saying that you don't like this job because x y and z and life is terrible for you and i should cry for you <laughs> but i don't say that and the reason why i don't say that i would yeah the reason why i don't is because i want them to understand that they can say that to me first of all and if they ask me an opinion and, and I, I, I kind of feel strongly about that if they ask me then I will tell them but I think sometimes uh, I'd like to say something but I think uh, it would it would come out wrong or they wouldn't be open to hearing it because sometimes people aren't ready to hear the truth yeah this guy's been uh, everyone in our in that small circle there's like four of us Actually, I'm the only podcaster broadcast, and the rest of them are actors. Uh, it, it's at a point where two of the other friends are like, dude, we can't get to him. And I'm like, oh, I'll say it. I'll say it. And it gets to a point to where I think I'm self-aware enough to go, do you mind? Can I, can I give you my opinion, even though you're not asking for it? Oh, you do tell them that. You preface it like that. Always. Oh, good. Well, a lot of people don't do that. And Always. That's, good, that's, that's a different scenario. Be, because right. I'm self-aware enough to go, do you need a sounding board? Mm-hmm. Or can I, tell you, can I tell you what I really feel? Yeah. And I almost spoke to him. I spoke to him the same way I spoke to you. I relayed everything. Bruh. Mm-hmm. I've known you since you were 28 and I was uh, 32. XYZ, XYZ. I hate that I had to bring it up, but I brought up the money. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, our friend B lent you money mm-hmm. and you never paid him back. And he lent you money. Mm-hmm. And you came up with this bullshit excuse that, well, I use it for rent. That was the parallel conversation. So for me, um, maybe you do have a point as far as for like it being toxic, but to to interpretation, I don't feel I did that. Mm-hmm. And you can still feel mm-hmm. it, it it being toxic. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> but to me, yeah. he was being a crybaby ass bitch now. Okay. But with with all the palate and menu of him knowing. This took place. This is how we were. You wanted to talk. You want to hear me say this. Um, you asked me after I asked you if I can give you my opinion, what would you do? And I always say this, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you'll catch on if we will ever talk about any stuff off mic. I'll, I'll go, I'm not advising you what to do, mm-hmm. but this is what I would do in your situation. Mm-hmm. And that's how I presented the commercial acting Mm -hmm. because I think it's stupid. My true feeling Mm -hmm. it's stupid of him that he can book a gig in the next two weeks and he doesn't want to take it. So there's it's not acting. Well, that's what I'm saying that you're talking to a person who might be coming from a different, um, point of view. The best way I can describe it's like Joseph saying to me, I don't understand why you just want to sing jazz. And, and, and my thing... Well, that I get. No, you may get it. I but, get why you just want to okay. sing jazz. Yeah, but people like him or a person like you saying, well, I don't understand. You can book this. And he says, I want to act. It's a perspective that he has saying, maybe that's beneath me. I feel that's beneath me because I really want to do this makes me feel my fullest, my best. And sometimes we cannot understand what they're thinking and we can lay it out to them saying, Hey, I'm just, you know, I want to be honest with you because you allowed me that opportunity. You're my friend. I love you and I care about you. But until they realize or understand that about themselves, sometimes it's hard to draw that out and maybe 
that does help them, you know, look at it and say, well, maybe he's right. But it comes back to, are you being true to yourself when you get to the point saying, no, the reason why I want jazz or do this particular type of acting is because that's what I love. That's my passion. And I can't do this bullshit because it makes me feel sick to my stomach. So in, if I could refute, you want to still do jazz? Not anymore. Okay. So if he was in to parallelize it to your situation, if he said, Charles, I want to do jazz. I'm working for this entity that I can't, you, mm-hmm. I can't divulge where you work. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a presented opportunity for you to be a backup singer. Not the main singer. You want to be a main singer. Mm-hmm. Just be a backup singer and then you'll start creating this circle and it's like a tree. You're creating these barks of a solid foundation. Why don't you just back up first? Because you're not getting exposed to getting major lead singing gigs. Actually, I would do that, though. This guy ain't. Okay. So, again, it's something that he might have to come to realize himself. What that will take? I don't know. You and, don't know. And it's at a point where the group of friends... I almost said super friends. (laughs) I thought I was fucking Aquaman or fucking Flash or some shit. Because I've been diatribing. Um, The group of friends are at a point where it's like, well, we've laid it out and we've really supported you. Mm -hmm. Your mom has called three of us. Mm -hmm. And the mom isn't kicking him out. Mm. The mom's like, if he wants to leave, he can leave. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy to, air quotes, Lend him money mm-hmm. so he can be on his own. Good looking 42 year old fucking super buff. He's one of the guys that I'm talking about toxic positivity mm-hmm. who's depressed but posts pictures of him fucking being buff. Mm-hmm. Probably has a big dick, which is why I'm so angry. <laughs> well, you know what? The good thing is. Brilliant abs. The good thing is. That's toxic right there. What I just said, the good thing is. I don't think so. I don't think so. I do. I, you're, Erica, I love you like a sister. You're, no. you're, you're being according to the video. No, 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 you no, are. no, 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 no. I know. Okay, finish what a good thing is. The good thing is, and then I'll be the judge. Okay, the finish good it. thing is you're being a good friend to him. That's toxic positivity. What I, I just, don't think so. What I just said. I don't think yes, so. Yes. I don't think so. Yes. Because... He's in full support. He's gotten the teddy bears Mm -hmm. to the Singaporean YouTube gum fucking hit with a stick. And we're still between the three of us, the three friends, there's four of us total, the three friends and the mom, we're still here for him. And we're not giving up on him. I have my bullshit Mm -hmm. to deal with. I don't, dude, if he texts me at like 115. I'll either be a, I'll call you later this morning, or B, if I'm still trying to watch a video on how to fucking update this road thing and why Guitar Center is keeping on messing up on tech support <laughs> for this, I'll talk to him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's even toxic what you said. Well, no, no. Not at all. I, I See, again, again, yeah, it, it, it gets to me, it can get really murky what she's talking about but i understand that sometimes what we don't understand is everything that we say or what we do within our friends and our family especially when it comes to close relationships we might have a tendency to think that we're not being that way that i'll give you leeway now the question is then are you becoming an enabler of the person when they're doing certain things or are you trying to say like i said this is tough love i'm going to tell him no this. I, no not not enabling at all in no, my opinion at least you're being a you're being tough love yeah, because it's like, dude, there's only so much spoon feeding. Pick up the spoon and feed yourself the fucking Gerber, baby. Well, who's spoon feeding him? I thought I was for a little bit. The group was for a little bit. You know, not everyone's going to be doing it at the same time. But, you know, it's kind of like with a breakup. You know, you don't want to harp on someone 
right away if they did a lot of bad things too, mm-hmm. right? You want to give some leeway to someone. Let's say, let me give a specific example. I'm not going to say her name. An ex-girlfriend of a friend. She was very hard to deal with. Only child. Parents live in La Cañada. Parents bought her a home in La Cañada. Being rented out for income. Because she wanted to live in downtown LA and live that life. Mm -hmm. And she was just very hard to deal with. There'd be times where he'd, she'd work nine months straight and then quit her job. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, it's just, this job's not for me. Why? Well, I don't know. They expect me to work like once in a while, like an extra day, mm-hmm. half day. <laughs> Stuff like that, Erica. And this is during the pandemic mm-hmm. where you should be grateful. There you go. That's not toxic. No. I intentionally said that. I know, but... But, but I, here's the deal. Mm. Remove the pandemic. You were laughing at what was happening. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if, some, if your work asks you to work like half a day on a Saturday, that's, that's, that's laughable. That's like my girlfriend. I was telling you, the nurse. It's because she has that. Okay. Thank you. Yes. She can do that. I can't. She can do that because she was enabled by her parents. But she can do but, that. But now that my, my buddy got sick and tired of it, who's dating a powerful wall broker in New York, tipped out, left, left for New York, he's so much happier. And, and she was just saying, and these are very short conversations mm-hmm. because my allegiance is to my buddy's friend. Mm-hmm. I keep this short to maybe 10 minutes tops mm-hmm. because it's like I'm breaking this guy code. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you trying to do? Trying to fuck her? Mm. Trying to Harry met Sally <laughs> your dick into her? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just told her kindly the first conversation. By the third conversation, I was already, look, I want to be there for you. I didn't really know you that well because you're my homie's girl. And I'll tell you right now, the fact that you're complaining for working two, two times in nine months mm-hmm. For a half day on a Saturday mm-hmm. is ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. No, that that that's not toxic positivity. That's not being toxic positivity. There, it's just because some people but, have a different. They're they're able to do that financially because they have somewhere where they can get the money to help them go through whatever changes they want to go through. So this is where you'll think it's toxic positivity. Positivity, where I said, look, sorry. People are trying to find the job. You are appreciated by this job and they're trusting you to do this work because they had to let go of other people. You're getting way over 200K a year. I think she made like 225K and it slipped because my friend told me. You have property income, fine, be grateful. But it's like, I didn't hear you complain about a boss. I didn't hear you complain about the type of work that you're executing during the week. The only thing you complained about was working two Saturdays for half days. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I was, I was baffled. And this chick is like 43. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Sorry. 49, Erica. Mm-hmm. 49. But that's not toxic. That's not being positive toxic. That's not, that's not being, you're just looking, you're... Your experience has taught you you have to work your freaking butt off to get where you are doing and what you're doing, right? She doesn't have that. She has the luxury of somebody, her family, who has obviously money, where she could always go back on that. There are people like that. And for us, for people like us who have to really just go grind, and grind you kind of look at them like when my girlfriend complains, she does the same thing. She has, I quit my job again. <laughs> I, I can't tell you. She's had, I, she'll quit five or six times within a year, different jobs. And I'm just, I, I just listened to her and, and the reason why X, Y, Z, the same thing, because, you know, I, they want me to work and go there and do this. And I'm sitting there going, God, you have no idea how good you have it. But I'm not going to say anything to her. That is her world. I, s- I give world. you the green light <laughs> to tell her. <laughs> oh, because no. creatives like us need but to fucking say that shit. It's not worth it to me. Because she's not going to be able to... She's not going to pro- process she's it. She's not going to process it. It's going to go... 
No, that's not how I am. You, that's how they talk. And She's probably think. Sorry, I cut no, you off. That's Go okay. Ahead, they just think that. No, no, that's not. That's not me. I'm not that person, and it's not for me to to make the, to enlighten them. I bet you her family sees her as like the runt income creator. Because it sounds like the other siblings she's might the, be doing very well also. She's the princess. She's the youngest? Yes. And she's the only girl. Yeah. They they smirk at her. Oh, she only makes 105K. Mm-hmm. They probably, I mean, they start at like 70s, right? I think nurses. Yeah. No, she makes good money. Yeah. I kind of want to bang this girl. God. She's good. Girls she's with a issues. Lesbian. Pretty? To some. Hmm. That means she's not. Well, I mean, it's just that, again, that, you know, I, not, not my type, you know, I'm just, uh, but she's, she's a character, you know, and like I said, I, I just let her be who she is because it's not for me to try to change that. How often are you in touch with this woman? Oh, you know what? I got I kind of got pissed at her, and she just she kind of knows it right now. Um, usually, we talk maybe three or four times a week. Oh, that good a friend? Yeah, yeah. I've known her for over twenty years now. I can't stand talking to my friends well, once a week. Let me correct you. She talks to me, right? <laughs> and you listen, <laughs> and I listen. <laughs> but it's okay. Again, uh, it, she it, Latin? No. She is uh, Jewish. Ah. Mm-mm. Israeli, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she. they're probably disappointed that she's not like a real estate mogul. No, I don't think the parents had that expectation of her. I really think that they just, just as long as she's doing what she wants to do and she likes it and she doesn't, then find something else. They're supportive that way. It's a very different type of dynamic. See, I, I know we're at an hour, so I won't stretch it any longer, but... The back of my mind wants to forgive it because I don't know the whole context because I know there's a lot of people in the medical field that are like leaving because of this whole COVID brouhaha. Mm -hmm. But this sounds like this is not that. No, she's been this way quite quite a while and she's gotten kicked out of schools. Uh, She's not an RN. She's an LVN because she's gotten kicked out of school, school after school after school after school because it's always something that... They did. And I'm not sure. I'm just going by what she tells me, the story. And sometimes I listen to the story. I'm like. That doesn't mm, make two and two. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So let's let, let, let's wrap. Um, how do you combat from your experience pos- uh, toxic positivity? How do you come back from it? You uh, come, come, from come back or fight it or, oh, well, or not get into that. I, I have one quick thing. Say it. You're combating it because you're not on social media. So you're yeah. half the battle. That is why you're not right. stressed on it. I'm stressed on it because yeah. I know people that complain and then post something like happy. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I do look. I look, I, like I said, I'll go and see every once in a while. I'll go to Facebook and see and Instagram, TikTok. I just watch the videos. But it's just, um, I don't want to make it a part of my life because I know how, to me, how toxic it can be and getting sucked into those worlds, those different type of um, in comments back and forth and, and having to look a certain way because it does affect you. It, mentally, it does affect uh, To me, I was on it for a little bit, and I said, I'm not doing this anymore. It's just, it was bothering me. And I'm like, this is not the real world. That's not real. I think you and I don't have the problem of being toxically positive, with the exception with my friend, (laughs) as far as for your opinion. But for me, the way it's helped me is I mute people. I mute them on Facebook. I mute them on Instagram so that I don't see any of Mm -hmm. their posts. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a point, maybe four or five years ago, I used to just unfollow, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how personal people took that. Yeah, they do. I did not realize that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would still call this person and hang out. Yeah. But that's me being oblivious to yeah. social media feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, again, I was on it for a little bit with Twitter. I actually had some Twitter fights, and when I got in some Twitter fights, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? This isn't even real. You know, again, I don't even, I just like, this is so stupid. 
And I, I see how it can just get people's emotions up there and, and they're looking for that. And like I said, just what just recently happened too with Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith that just, you know, people all have their opinions and stuff about that and they just go out and they blast on, on both sides. And, and you know, that's what I'm looking at. It's crazy because yeah. like in the 2000s, 2009 to 2012, a Lakers debate between a Boston yeah. Celtics fans would would be at least about medals, accolades, mm-hmm. achievements. But now it's it's like Antifa versus conservatives. Mm-hmm. 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 It's an, and, and the conflict between Laker fans, between the Kobe people versus the Laker people versus the LeBron people mm-hmm. who joined the Lakers, mm-hmm. it's maddening, Erica. Yeah, I know, because I'm on... <laughs> I'm on, a- <laughs> uh, on Facebook. I'm, I'm on a few of those forums. I, yeah. And I've... This is what I've... Okay, so I can share. Erica shared her part. I mute people. I still go on forums, but I do not comment. Yeah. You would like to, maybe, sometimes? I would love to comment. Yeah, I... Yeah. I would enjoy or have the perceived impression that I would enjoy to comment, but I don't. Yeah. Because some dum-dum... It's just going to be so stupid, mm-hmm. you'll be dumbfounded how they even said that. Yeah. Well, I use my job as an excuse. Well, it is, an, it is actually an excuse because I really don't go on there because of that, because of my profile. Mm. So I have to keep it at a certain level. Good for you. Yeah. So it's, it's, like, mm. it's like discipline. It is discipline. It is, and it's not easy for people to do that. Hey! Great thing. We gave him, uh, we talked about a topic, we gave him advice, we shared our life experience, and then we gave him a solution. How about that, listening to Charles and Erica? That's why you guys have to listen to us. Okay? Signing off. The Post Analog Podcast. Tune in for tradition, mental health, and conversation. For the Gen Xers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.